Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey, how's it going? It's going fantastic. How's it going with you? Much better now. Well, we are doing our second listener profile episode. Woohoo! I'm excited. You're excited. And I think our guest is excited and nervous, but excited. <laughs> so why don't you introduce who we're talking to today? So this is Andrea. And Andrea has been a student of mine for about a year and a half now and has been on her spiritual journey for quite a while i'm even before that and we're going to learn about that right now so hi andrea welcome to the show hi thanks so i know i've been in your seat before so i know this is a little nerve-wracking but I, i'm going to tell you in front of everyone that we're going to make this as painless for you as possible that's what he said <laughs> you set that up <laughs> and now you have the, the crux of their relationship. <laughs> you totally, that was a set spike. <laughs> so while Joey gets his composure back, I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about the beginning of your spiritual journey and, and when you sort of became aware that you were woken up or when things started to go a little funky cool for you that point would be twin flames are tumultuous <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tumultuous beginning um, and so the beginning of that would be there was a period of time where Joey and I 
kind of clashed off of each other so hard that it basically left a crater hole. You know, it was a blast zone. But it was after that that I started working on, I had been dealing with depression for years before that. And so I started going to different therapists because that particular bounce left me in a really bad place. So I tried going to a couple of different therapists, nothing was really working. And the last therapist I saw in that chain of people was a woman who must have been aware now that I think of it. But at some point, she had mentioned potentially doing a cord cutting, and that there was a shaman that she knew. Mm. And at that point, I was like, what? No, I panicked. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do a cord cutting. I was still pretty attached. So this idea horrified me, but it left a seed, a little seed that bloomed. And um, after a while of, you know, seeing her week after week, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, this really isn't doing any more good. And I stopped seeing her, but I was still in a place where I'm like, okay, I'm a little better, but this is not what I would call great. This is just limbo. It was a good yeah. word for it. It was like, I wasn't really bad off, but I wasn't great either. It was like, eh. So I actually started looking for various different shamans. I didn't know what to look for. I went on the internet, did a search for shamans in my area and um, picked the most reputable looking website <laughs> and made an appointment. I was like, what can it hurt? Right. And so the first time I saw her, she did a soul retrieval and it was like it blew the doors open. And it was not too long after that. She kept doing energy healing with me. I kept going back to see her every couple of weeks and things started to improve leaps and bounds. And it was sometime along there that I started taking like looking for things like intuitive classes and intuitive circles and doing, you know, just little toe in the water type things like that. And at some point after taking those and doing a little bit of research, it was like, oh, there's this term of being awake okay, I guess that's me. <laughs> and there it was. It kind of snuck up on me slowly, but yeah. So the interesting thing about you sort of taking that transition and moving into the spiritual work and the spiritual path you were doing with the shaman was that your training, and we won't get too much into that, but your training has been in the scientific background. So the skeptical part of you probably made that very difficult. My training was in psychology and neuroscience. <laughs> so very skeptical. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going crazy. Cool. <laughs> so that was a big that was a big transition for you at that point then to to jump into those waters. Yes and no. Okay. Um, yes, it was because of me going through grad school and having hardcore science training. But no, because of a lot of the experiences I had, I had certain experiences as a young child where there was this nagging thought in the back of my head, there's something else. It wasn't totally out of bounds for what I was doing. Well, coming from psychology background, it had to be frustrating for you to have therapy not be helpful. It was very frustrating. It was helpful to a point, but it was like they never got past that that limbo. Basically, therapists work to get you to the point that they would refer to as functional, and then they let you go. Part of that is because of the insurance system. They're not supposed to keep you in there longer than they need to because, you know, time is money and you're paying insurance companies and the system is pretty bad that way. So they get you to the point that they consider functional, but then they stop, essentially. Yeah. Years ago, when people first asked me what it was that I did, I would say, you know, therapist makes you functional. I make you happy. 
right? Yes, and I would totally agree with that. Yeah. I would totally agree with that statement. Before we move on to your future and sort of what happened after that point, you had just mentioned that there were some things from when you were a child that sort of resonated once you started to wake up. What were some of those experiences? There was one when I was a little kid. I walked out into the living room in the middle of the night. I woke up. I had to go to the bathroom. And as I was walking out of my bedroom, I look over at the couch and there was someone sitting on the floor back up against the couch who, when I walked out of the bedroom, just turned their head and looked at me. And it was person was kind of glowy and not totally there. And uh, so I hauled ass from my mom's room and told her someone was sitting in the living room. And of course, she went out to look. She's like, there's no one there. You were dreaming. I wasn't dreaming. There was someone sitting on the floor by the couch. There was another instance where I woke up in the middle of the night and there was someone that was about nine feet tall standing next to my bed who was entirely green. That was an interesting one. Scared the absolute shit out of me. Of course, screamed for my parents again. You're dreaming. There's nothing there. I spent basically my entire teenage years terrified at night because I felt like something was in the room watching me. I knew something was there. And I guess the last one that really stands out in my first apartment, I, I got used to, I guess, this idea that there's just always something around watching me. I don't know what the hell it is. But there was one day that uh, the feeling was really strong and I had kind of had enough. And I'm like, go away. I just said, it. I just spoke it out into the middle of the room and I was standing in my kitchen. And as soon as I said, go away, there was a man in my kitchen that I could kind of see in my mind's eye, but I couldn't see in physical reality. He had long, dark hair, a long, dark beard. He was wearing a top hat. He was about, I don't know, five, two. He was actually pretty short. Walked up to me and uh, stared into my face from about an inch away. Like he was examining me. And then I just looked him straight in the face and just went, go away with as much force as I could muster. And then he kind of just shrugged, turned around and walked off into the wall. I was like, oh, so that's a thing. Wow. <laughs> so that's an experience that no one could ever tell me was made up. I knew that was real. I didn't know how it was real, but I knew that was real. And so once awakening stuff started happening, I was like, oh, all that stuff makes sense now. <laughs> I often laugh with my other sort of spiritual friends. We have these conversations that seem completely reasonable to us <laughs> and which any therapist would have to have us committed for. I'd be on medication for that. Right. Very quickly, yeah. I'd be put on medication for that. There'd be some antipsychotics in my closet. <laughs> yeah. Now, you so. guys have been working together, you mentioned, for about two years now. Year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. Little, well, it, maybe a little longer. Yeah. And in that time, there's been a number of things that you've gone through. I mean, you've taken a number of Kelly's programs, but <laughs> there's been some interesting experiences <laughs> even in the last 18 months. <laughs> Ladies so and gentlemen, I, I be careful what you this, ask your guide for. <laughs> yeah. And I have to start this conversation with Andrea is the student of mine that reminds me most of me. So. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah let's wander into that so you want to talk about how you ended up finding me to begin with there was a, a three-hour class on meetup i honestly don't even remember what the topic was now and i was like oh i need to take that i was for whatever reason i was like i need to go to that so i did and that's where i met you yeah you walked in and i was like oh yeah she's gonna be one of my students <laughs> <laughs> the minute you walked in the door i was like ah yes i know her <laughs> 
So um, it's been entertaining. Uh, I'm not sure what how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to talk about the crystal first? Oh boy. <sighs> I have. I. I. Well, I had. I can't say have. I had at some point. I love crystals. I love them. I have them in the dozens. They speak to me. I love them. Not literally speak to me, at least not the good ones. I have dozens and I, I went to Florida for one Christmas and there was a crystal quartz ball that I bought in a crystal shop and it just felt really energetic to me. And I was like, Ooh, I love this. So then I got it home and it starts, um, actually, talking to me as if it has a full-on personality like oh this is awesome there's a little person in this crystal little did i know this is not a good thing um (laughs) and it seemed very nice you know it just it wanted to be held it kind of acted like a child so you know i indulged it i carried it around and you know not too long after i discovered crystal skulls and i'm like oh these are kind of cool and there was one that i found that felt very energetic and also spoke to me and um, what I actually didn't mention with the um, the quartz crystal was I had a dream right after I got it that I needed to put it on the windowsill in a bowl of salt water during a full moon. And I had no idea why I was dreaming this. Apparently, my subconscious was trying to tell me this sucker needs to be cleaned. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I started having dreams that like ants were biting me and some really disturbing dreams in that way. Then I got a my first crystal skull and I'm like oh this one talks to me too and it also has a personality and then I started having all these nightmares about like angry little boys walking past my bed glaring at me and I'm like what the fuck is going on and there was one retreat weekend where I uh, walked past Kelly and I'm like here this crystal wants you to hold it and that was the skull and um, that was and she uh, locked it in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't tell me at the time what happened. Do you want to continue? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take over from here. She plopped it in my <laughs> hand. And the energy proceeded to crawl up my arm. And I was everything I could do to not like throw it on the ground and stomp on it. <laughs> it was just, I didn't want the thing that was in the crystal to know that I knew it was running her because it was running her and it was her safety mechanism that caused her to drop the thing in my hand so that I knew what was going on. If I had thrown it on the floor, the thing would have been like, Oh yeah, she knows. And I was clueless. All I was having at the time was a lot of nightmares and I wasn't sleeping well. This thing was badly inhabited enough that when I gave it back to her... You did give it back to me. I tried to hand it to Kathy who refused to take it from me. (laughs) 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 Like, oh no. (laughs) Like, ah, shit. Okay. So I gave it back to you. It, It took me a good 20 minutes to get the crap out of my hand. And when we went to dispose of it later, I refused to touch it. I actually wrapped it in tin foil and picked it up with tongs because I didn't want anything to do with it. But yeah, it had inhabited you. Yep. Later in that retreat weekend, Kelly had done a sound healing. And when she did the sound healing, there was some point in the sound healing where I just started bawling uncontrollably. I had no idea why I was crying. it, It felt like I had just entered a funeral and someone had died i was just completely distraught and had no idea what was going on and apparently kelly snuck into the sound healing 
a yeah, portion I, I in actually, which to unattach this thing from me. Yeah. The sound healing was not on the agenda at all. <laughs> I created the sound healing for the group, quote unquote, for the group, so that I could sneak up on this thing and yank it out of you. Because if it knew I was coming, it was going to put hooks in and it was going to be a bloody, nasty, evil battle. But I let it think I was blissfully unaware of it and that we were just doing a general sound healing. And I snuck up behind it and went, yank! And I yanked it out before it had a chance to, to dig in. And I'm very um, thankful for the is, sneaking up because it was rough as it was. I can't imagine it being a whole lot worse because that was pretty yeah, bad. Which I, I didn't have the chance to warn you about because if I'd warned you, I would have warned it. Exactly. But, yeah. So, you know, we do what we can. But yeah, that was fun. <laughs> a good lesson came out of that, though, because I had someone that I was talking to and I I told them afterwards how I felt like when it was pulled out, I felt like someone died and they just looked at me and said, OK, well, then who died? And I was like, oh, shit, there was actually a lesson in that. There was something I needed to heal. So it sucked. But at the same time, after it was all over, it was like, oh, that was a big, big message. <laughs> Okay, you're not going to just leave that like that, right? <laughs> I had not healed any of the uh, the pain or grieving from my father dying in 2003. And this was, what, 2017? I had been carrying around the grief from my father's death that I never truly went back to revisit and clear out. And I had been carrying that around for a good 12, 13 years. One of the things that we talk about when people come into the year-long program with us is we say, don't take any other spiritually-based programs while you're taking this one, because it's effectively 10 years worth of personal growth work in a year. <laughs> and Andrea, of course, was the worst offender out of these. I was actually not. Oh, really? <laughs> Uh-oh, debate time. <laughs> <laughs> I would point to one other person in the program who was doing quite a bit of stuff during that time. Yeah, but did they get possessed? <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is my response to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> and uh, one of these times <laughs> was to learn an alien healing I did. Practice. I went to take a class in a form of healing that was supposedly channeled by an extraterrestrial race that was supposedly highly effective. I was like, oh, cool. I'll learn a new healing technique. <laughs> you want to talk about how that went? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Kelly and Kathy apparently felt into that as soon as I told them I was going to do it. And both of them were like, um, you should not do this because uh, something you're going to come out of there with something like, OK, whatever. And at this point, Kelly didn't realize this at the time, but she very much triggered my stepmother trigger. My stepmother and I haven't spoken in decades and it was a very toxic relationship. And this pushed that button. So I was like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. I'm going to take this class. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'll do what I want is essentially what happened there. So I did the class and, you know, at the time I was like, this teacher must know what he's doing. He wouldn't be teaching this if he didn't, right? And I knew there was no safe space set. And pretty much right after the, the teaching weekend ended, again, started nightmares. But these were very strange nightmares that had uh, visual things that tried to drag me into them. 
in the dreams and I would burst awake like, no, I can't do that. And then I started feeling this weird pulsing sensation in my head frequently when I would go to do anything energetic. And I was like, all right, crap. So I call Kelly and I'm like, okay, something happened at the class. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, stunner. (laughs) Let me just kick myself in the ass now. Although I did tell her that she she unknowingly stepped under trigger. So I, I did let her know that. It's like, okay, I am super fucking triggered right now. And so I don't want to talk to you right now, but I need to talk to you right now. <laughs> and as it turned yeah, out, I, I ended up personally. So. Okay, you know, at least I recognize the trigger. And I and it turns out I ended up with a multidimensional alien implant in my head. Yay. Kelly, you did a lot of crazy work to clear that out. Yeah. Was that two or three different times that you had to come out? It was a few. Because yeah. we'd find a few, we'd find a couple of them and or I'd feel where they were within my head and you would deal with getting them out. And then a couple of days later, I'd start to feel like the next layer. There were several layers of these things before we finally got down to the main one. And then yeah, we were and, able to eradicate that one, too. That one was actually put in place across five different dimensions. Yep. So to clear it, I had to actually go across five dimensions to find all the pieces of it. That was not fun. That was that was super scary. Don't don't get implanted, guys. Just (laughs) if I have any piece of advice, don't get possessed. Don't get implanted. It's not fun. (laughs) But you learned something from both of those. I did. You know, that was one of the, the core things. The last podcast we did, we just talked about doing your personal work and how it's important to do your work. In order to be able to effectively do magic and to work in the energetic world. And I recall talking to you about the fact that all the things that were going on for you was because you were looking outside of yourself for your power. Yep. And I had gone into that class thinking, oh, I'm going to learn this and then I'll finally have my power. (laughs) Right. Now, Kelly, you've talked before about the breaks that we put in place to protect those around us, but also to protect ourselves and Mm -hmm. the the energy breaks. Is that what Andrea was working with here? Do you want to talk about your past life story? Uh, Which one? (laughs) The, the powerful one. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I have I have a couple of different past life memories that have come up in meditation. The strongest one is involving both Joey and I. And at the time, we were living in in, in that particular life. We were living in a little cottage in the woods, and we were doing things for the village nearby. What kind of jobs? I don't exactly know. My inclination was to think magical ones. And it was in exchange for them keeping our location a secret, for them just letting us live in the forest in this cottage and leaving us alone. They betrayed us. And there was a day where we had gone into the village and we were basically attacked, not knowing this was going to happen. So all the villagers kind of turned against us and there were people in armor standing there waiting for us to attack us. And during the struggle, I looked over and Joey was dead on the ground and I freaked the fuck out and started doing stuff that I had no idea was humanly possible. I basically turned into the fire starter and any fire source that was nearby, I would basically take some of the fire from the source and start flinging it in various different directions. So 
I was able to take down the soldiers that were near me. And then I proceeded to walk through the village and toss fire onto every structure I saw. And then I would also reach out energetically and grab into the person's aura and basically twist it in such a way that I crushed the center of the aura that I just energetically crushed everything that was in the middle of their chest. And the the memory of this life is just so real. I, I basically took down the village and it hits a point where the memory just drops off and I don't know if I was killed or if that's just all my guides needed to show me. But I was essentially also carrying around all the grief from that lifetime of seeing Joey dead and all of the anger that came with that village turning against us. So when Andrea pretends that her power is outside of her, it keeps her from claiming all that power again because she knows that she has the potential to go there. I know what and, I've done with it before. Right, because she's been there before. And so it's one of the breakpoints that she put in place. So this is one of the reasons why we do a lot of work around anger clearing. Yep. When people are in deep grief, deep anger, feeling betrayed, these are the times when things go off the rails. Yep. You know, this was a past life, so there's nothing to be done about that, obviously. But yeah, a story like that would keep you from claiming your power and would, would make you want to find it outside of you instead of inside of you. Absolutely. Although it's funny, as I've been doing the work that I've been doing, I've started to see moments in my life where I very much could have used that power and didn't. Points where I yeah. knew I could have obliterated someone. Um, so for example, like I said, my, my relationship with my stepmother was very toxic. There was a day where she shoved me really hard in the chest and I just stood up. I was 17. I just stood up and looked her dead in the eye. And the thought that crossed my head was I could destroy you right now. And I just had this knowledge that I could do it and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm like, I can't do that to someone. So there have been moments like that, that as I've been doing this work, I realize, no, I've stopped myself from doing it. So yeah. obviously I'm not going to do that. And that's some of what we talk about is that people most likely to limit their power because of their anger are the ones who are probably most safe and responsible with their power because they are the ones preventing themselves from using it. Yep. And if you weren't trustworthy with your power, you would have just used it indiscriminately. I would have. And the fact that you've been limiting it, it shows your trustworthiness. Exactly. And I've been taking that into account. So with Kelly, I've been taking the Mastering Spiritual Evolution class. And going through there, it's been a process of figuring out what the triggers are, draining all that old rage that I had stored up from previous lives and from earlier in this life. And coming back to seeing that, yeah, I can be trusted with my power. And I've been taking it back little by little as I've been working through that. The last episode, we were talking a little bit about what it is that you do in the program. And we were talking about the perspective shifts. How has the perspective shift been going for you? There have been so many. <laughs> <laughs> there have been so many. Seriously, there's... It never ends like you you go through one perspective shift and things look different and then you do a little bit more work and a little more digging and then things change again. Um, so there was never just one shift. There have been a series of them. Some of them are larger. Some of them are smaller. But um, essentially what it amounts to is you end up developing an entire new you. It's when you start to awaken, that's like the birthing. And then as you go through digging the stuff out, it's the development. 
And so it's, it's all of it. It's very much like growing pains. And so there's not one perspective shift. There are several, just some are larger than others. And if you look back, cause you've been working on it for about a year and a half now, mm-hmm. if you look back, how does how you feel now compared to how you felt when you came in? Oh, way different. So I teach. And when I step into a front of a classroom, I don't ruminate over, oh my God, what are they thinking? I'm very calm and confident in myself. And I'm very self-possessed in front of people now. Just, I don't care so much about what they think anymore. There's no more uh, people pleasing going on. A lot of the anxiety that I used to have has died down. I'm not looking for other people's approval. So I've taken a lot of my power back for myself rather than giving it away to others. Any of the times, any of the hot button triggers that used to set me off, there were times that I'd go off for no reason, not realizing what really upset me here. And now I'm able to see when that happens or notice if I'm starting to feel upset and go, oh, what has happened here? What is that person mirroring for me that has a lesson for me here, something that I need to heal for myself? I've started looking at the rest of the world as a mirror. What are they showing me that I need to fix in myself? And so now the world is basically a large lesson board rather than something to be fought. Very cool. What a great way to sort of sum up this conversation that we've had today. Very well said. Is there any last thing that you would like to share with the listeners? Maybe I'll even seed that a bit. How was this for you? At first terrifying. And now I'm like, it was really not that big a deal. <laughs> Sound familiar, Joey? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So there you go, folks. If you're still on the fence about whether or not you want to try out being a listener profile, we absolutely want to have you here. And what you just heard from Andrea is it's kind of fun, maybe? little? Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Yes, it was fun. <laughs> and my reaction to you was... Anyway, um, if you are interested in getting into the listener profile, that and any other questions you might have for Kelly, you can email her at Kelly, K-E-L-L-E at KellySparta.com. And you can also let us know if there's any episode topic that you might be interested in. Anything like that. Right, Kelly? Yep. And uh, Andrea, you said that you were going to give us an email address in case somebody found your story to be interesting and they wanted to get in contact with you. Yeah, I don't mind at all. Um, if, you know, someone has questions or, you know, comments or whatever, my email address is coffeemeordie at gmail.com. I like my coffee. Um, coffee me or die. Yeah, literally coffee me or die. No spaces at gmail.com. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Sure. Well, you'll put that in the show notes. I do the notes. I will put that in the notes. Okay. And if you have an interest in the Mastering Spiritual Evolution program that Andrea has been talking about, by all means, sign up for a discovery call and we can discuss that as well. Excellent. Uh, And lastly, the mailing list, Kelly's mailing list. You definitely want to get on that. Subscribe uh, to Kelly's mailing list. You can get information about what's going on just in general, uh, or you can get information about discounts and things that Kelly has available to her subscribers. And speaking of subscribers, if you're enjoying what we're doing here on Spirit Sherpa, make sure you subscribe to the show and rate it. Let the world know what you're seeing. Share it with your friends, your family, 
your loved ones, that weird guy who sits down the hall from you in the office who always eats fish and at the microwave on the kitchen. It's just, I don't know why he does that, but he does. And that's his choice. Anyway, that is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C here with Kelly Sparta and Andrea. And you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now. I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.